Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast with your host, Brian Eisenhower. This podcast is brought to you by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC provides customized and structured coaching and training programs for real estate agents and team leaders, representing many of the top producing agents in North America. ICC also offers broker and owner consulting on agents recruiting, training, and retention. For more info, visit EisenhowerCoaching.com or find us on Facebook. Fizbo's in this market, that's why I like them, is because they're everywhere and the numbers are easy. And it's no harder to convert them now than it was when it's when it when it's a slow market. The attitudes of calling a Fizbo, anybody that decides to go Fizbo has decided realtors aren't worth it. I'm going to save money on the commission. I don't care if that's 2009 or 2021. It doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying? So you're going to have to turn them around. So any FISBO you call, you're going to have to turn them around on that. You're going to have to show them value and and, and be able to evidence to them that that you will work. And so you have to – so now I'm going to answer your question. So to visualize that (laughs) – we have to be in a mindset of attrition. Okay. Okay. And so we have to remember that the vast majority of FISBOs do not sell on their own. Correct? Yeah. I, you know, I am drawing a blank on what that number is. I know it. It's in all of my courses and materials. Do you happen to know that number, Robert? Oh, man, off the top of my head. Andrew I could look through guy. one of my courses, but it, it it's like something like 68% of FISBOs end up selling with it a realtor. That, it is around that 70%. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, don't, yeah, let's just say 68, 70, somewhere in there. I know it's somewhere right around the, 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 the majority of FISBOs end up selling with an agent, which means the FISBO couldn't sell it themselves. And that's true in up markets, down markets. It's just the same ratio because that same mentality, right? So, you just want to be that agent when they when they fail. So you got to adopt that mentality. I want to be the agent when they can't do it themselves. So how do I hang around? How do I ingratiate myself with them? How do I add value to them in the meantime? How do I come from curiosity, get to know them, warm up to them? So when they realize, hey, I better go with an agent, I want to move, it's me. You don't necessarily have to be the person that convinces them. Let the market do that. So, Let the market so- do that. You don't need to have that conversion necessarily on that phone call. On that first phone call, no, you're not going for the win right then. No, never that's actually. When you first introduce yourself. Never, correct. Yeah, on that first phone call, I'm going to set the appointment. I'm not going to. That's conversations about overcoming their objections to listing with me. That is always in person. It could be in Zoom too. If you set a Zoom appointment or something like that, for you know, it could be, you know safety issues. That, that's fine. I, I will count a Zoom appointment or I'll count an in-person appointment. But we got to set that so that they are committed to having a lengthy conversation with me about the price of their house, why it didn't sell, what their needs are, what's their motivation. And then we're going to talk listing with me, commission, etc. Then I'll have that conversation. I always say, wait to the living room. Do not, uh, do not ever overcome objections on the phone. So if they have an objection, use that as a reason to meet. Why should I list with you? I need to show you, not tell you. It'll only take a few minutes of your time. That's one of the reasons I need to meet with you. So anytime that they have an objection 
to doing something, use that as your basis for needing to meet with them in person. Because when someone's on the phone, it's just too easy for them to get off the phone. They can hang up on you. They can say someone just walked in. They can say, I got another call coming in. They can just click if they don't like it. But if they're, if they're sitting with you face-to-face, they're engaged with you. They're not, they're not doing anything else. They're just there with you. And they can finally talk turkey. And, and, and you can actually connect. And you can actually overcome objections. That's why when they start, you know, when you're in a normal listing appointment, they start threatening FISBO on you. Yeah, you need to be able to overcome those objections. And we're going to talk how, talk about some different ways how. But that's got to be in person. So that first initial phone call, we are trying to set the in-person appointment. Or when I say in-person, I also mean Zoom in this day and age. So that's what we're trying to do. So we're trying to, we're trying to move to that appointment as fast as we can. Um, and there's different schools of thought on how to do that as well, too. Um but this is a numbers game. So if you meet with lots of different FISBOs over the phone and then in person, now we've got a bunch that we can stay with until they fail. So let's say you're only able to convert one or two of them. That's cool. All the others that we stay with until they fail, we might get three or four of those. So the numbers play out. So don't, the key is not to get discouraged play the game, play the numbers, have faith that the conversion rate will come around. And so FISBOs really, especially in, in this market, it, it's a numbers game and it's a, it's a, it's somewhat of a waiting game as well. You, you're putting yourself out there, you're making the introduction, maybe getting an appointment or two, but at the end of the day, if you can make enough contacts and wait it out for what we know is, uh, is, is, uh, what will happen because of, of what FISBOs do and that stat of 68% right. end up listing anyway that you want to be that guy. So what are some of your uh, best follow-up strategies then with a FISBO? You make contact, right. maybe you get an appointment. What what do you do in the meantime for some follow-up strategy with them? Well, the follow the, yeah, that's great because I wouldn't just call it waiting. We want to definitely be active in our waiting period. So I always say, you know, usually we have a CRM, a customer relationship management system, you know, that enables us like Red X, which is wonderful, that enables us to follow up for six to eight weeks is usually what I teach. You can go longer, you know, I wouldn't go much shorter. So for at least six to eight weeks, we are following up. And that thing's got everything from, so you've got an, a FISBO follow-up action plan in there, okay? Because the vast majority of the business with FISBOs is not going to come on that initial appointment. The vast majority is going to convert. I would say at least 75% of your FISBO listings that you get are going to come during and after the follow-up process. You're going to get them because they failed themselves first. Makes sense. You will yeah. convert some up front. That does happen. Um, and it usually happens just because you timed it right. They'd already been on the market long enough to realize it had failed. So it might be your first one, but it's still because they're failing. So, and that's usually how that happens. But you want to have a six to eight week action plan. And in that action plan, your CRM is going to tell you, hey, it's been a week, call them. Or it's going to automatically send them out certain emails, like an eight week email campaign where we send them items of value. Okay. It could be sending them a text. It could be a direct message. It could be things like send them another new list. So anytime we're going to actually take on our, our MLS and set up a hot sheet on our multiple listing service software, 
so that anytime a new listing or a, a, in their neighborhood comes up, we send that to them right away because that now they're being aware. Hey, look, you got a new competitor. Keep an eye on this one. This could increase or decrease your the value of your home if it sells. Or if something goes pending, hey, your neighbor's house over there sold uh, or went pending. Hey, this house finally sold and we can finally see the sale price because it went from pending to sold status. You're explaining to them, you're teaching them and you're adding value and they start to like you. They're like, wow, this is the first realtor I've ever seen that I liked, you know, of course, you know, so like that's, you know, you're, you're actually, and you're, you're adding that value. You're helping them do what they're doing and you're teaching them that you might know a little bit more about this stuff than they do after all, but you're not making them admit that in an argument we're overcoming. You're just showing them. You're just showing them. It's like they're taking you for a test drive. You know, and you can kind of explain, hey, we haven't been able to see this. We knew it sold. We didn't know what for. Now we can see what it was for. Here's how an appraiser might adjust the value of your house based on that, you know. Um, so little things like that we can say to really help these guys out um, has a whole lot to do with that follow-up. So there's lots of things that – one of the things we give our clients um, – I'll show it to you actually. Um, and I can give this to you guys to give to your to your viewers if you – Oh, will. that would be awesome. If you would yeah. like it, I, th I think we have a lot of people, you know, they're talking about becoming the expert in the neighborhood uh, and, and uh, yeah, just making friends through the follow up, becoming the agent that they like. So they want to know, yeah, what are some specific things you do to add value? So this is great. Yeah, here's one. And this is this is this is a Microsoft PowerPoint. We put this in PowerPoint because I figure everybody has PowerPoint, you know, whether you're Apple or PC or whatever. And it's really easy to edit in PowerPoint. So you can fully edit this, make it your com company colors. It's kind of bland. So you can put your logo on top of it somewhere, maybe over here or something. Um, but it's a FISBO guide. It's a helpful guide to help sell your house for sale by owner. So here we are helping the enemy. You know what I mean? And we're just trying to be friends. Like, hey, I know you hate us, but I'm helpful, you know. <laughs> so you just scroll through and it, and it gives you, you know, it's a detailed table contents. Check this out. I'll read it for you. How to price your home, how to go on the market. Um, what is the market anyway? Where is the market? Kind of teaches them about the MLS and the fact that they're not freaking in it. Um, the downsides <laughs> of using the MLS as a FISBO, more downer stuff, but we're helpful, right? Uh, be a true FISBO, be fair and be aware of fair housing rules. Did you consider that you can't discriminate and all the disclosures you need for that? So as we're subtly weaving in, boy, it'd be a lot easier if you had an agent, but also telling them the truth and being helpful, right? Be careful how you describe your house. Oh, could get in trouble there too, right? Disclosures that you need, but don't have. Don't <laughs> overshow your house, right? Open houses, are they worth doing it or not? 12 open house tips, dealing with calls from agents, six things to consider when a buyer has for home. Watch the market weekly. Um, make sure your prospect or buyer is qualified. Um, buyers will try to pick your pocket, like how to negotiate, things like that, negotiating. Um, dealing with buyer's response, um, et cetera. You can't do everything yourself. <laughs> um, dealing with inspection issues, dealing with the appraisal, stay on top of the mortgage process, all the laborious work that we'd be doing for you, right? Oh, you, oh, you mean my commissions actually pays for something? That, that's right. You're right. Don't, <laughs> right. Don't forget your certifications and inspections. Mm -hmm. And if you're not having any luck, maybe give me a call type of deal. So this thing, you can see it's like 27 pages. It's meaty right? It's just absolutely meaty how you scroll through this whole thing. Um, and again, you can put your logo and really quickly put your logo and branding up at the top. They'll never read through this. But boy, if you just go through them, that table of contents like I did, it's just daunting. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's helpful though. It's something that's yeah. never going to be offensive. I, I love it because it is both, right? Like this isn't like doom and gloom just to scare them. This is the truth about what you as a real estate agent are going to be doing for them and things that they should be aware of. So it's actually helpful. You're providing value for free and even saying, hey, if you uh, if you want to try it, here's some tips. Well, at the same time, painting the true story of what it's going to look like and maybe helping that conversion later. I love it. Yeah. So that's a, that's a way to add value. I mean, I've seen agents provide open house guest lists like use this, get the, that way you can follow up and call them back afterwards. Here's my, here's my blank open house guest list. Right. Um, or I'm having an open house that weekend. Why don't you have one at the same time so I can send everybody your way and you can send people to me and we can help each other out. Just little ways to work together like that. Um, every week, send them a CMA that's updated. Send them updated CMA for the neighborhood so they can see that, so they can see the pendings and the solds. Like Definitely any market activity like we talked about. That's huge. And see how these are all real estate relevant things. I'm not talking about, I mean, you can send them a freaking refrigerator magnet. That's fine. But that's a refrigerator magnet. That's not going to, you know, that might make them appreciate you a little, but that feels like I'm selling them. I really want to be helping them here. Like I'm yeah. giving, because remember their problem is what do I do for you? So I'm trying to show them like a test spin of a vehicle. Here's what I do for you. Here's a lot of stuff you didn't know how to do. So I'm trying to help you with this stuff. And you tell them that. And pretty soon when they fail, you even say, I mean, I've called the bluff before. I had my clients do it. Hey, if you don't have that disclosure, I'll give it to you. Use it. That way you don't get sued afterwards. You know they're not going to sell their house. Odds are they're not. So when they have to pick an agent, they got to go to you or they're a complete jerk publicly. <laughs> they know you're going to see that sign the day it goes up because you see everything in that neighborhood. But and, and I love it because you're talking about adding real value. You, I mean, again, this isn't pretend. We have a whole bunch of people. They love it. They want to know how to get it. Uh, if you email marketing at theredx.com, uh, we'll make sure to get that to you. Brian has shared Absolutely. it with us and we'll make sure to get it over to you. Uh, yeah. So just email us at marketing at theredx.com. We'll get it over to you. Um, I love it, Brian. That what that was that was awesome. Sure. Yeah, no, it's and that's it's that mindset that you have to adopt. You swim downstream with them. Don't try to fight them. You know what I mean? Just try to help them. Try to help them. And pretty soon, by the end of that six to eight week period, you watch their attitude towards you change. It completely changes um, by the end of it. Um, their attitude about agents changes everything. Um, and it just becomes, and, and by the end you sit down, it's the easiest listing appointment you'll ever had because they're tired. They're exhausted. They do what you say. Um, you don't have to show them anything as to choose why, you know, why they, why they should choose you. They even get pretty malleable around your price because their price, they already tried. Yeah. That, that's awesome. That's great. Um, yeah. good. We have, uh, we have a couple people just based off of what you just walked us through on that follow-up strategy. They want to know what tools you're using, uh, you know, what email platform or, uh, you know, how, how are you getting those out? What tools do you use uh, to make this follow-up successful? Yeah, well, number one, uh, I, you know, I'm not blowing smoke here because, you know, all, most of my clients use you guys. So I, we use Red X for, for you know, uh, for those tools, right? Uh, we use Red X to get, um, to get phone numbers, to get contact information. That's, you know, for, for data. We use them for your follow-up systems. Um, we use red X for, uh, your dialers. Um, I love the dialer that that's probably the most important tool. Um, you know, it's the, uh, storm dialer, right? 
It's, um, a, it's a wave dialer now. Oh, it's way changed. Yeah. It went yeah, from storm to wave. Storm is kind of negative, especially in yeah, this day yeah. and age. You know, there's like lots of really damaging storms out there. Right. Okay. So they changed the wave dialer. Sorry. Yeah. Well, you can see how long I've been using Red X. Yeah. So, <laughs> and what it does, it's a three line dialer. Yeah. Yes. Well, yep. Okay. So what ends up happening is um, it's really cool because you have all these numbers to call, right? And part of this is calling all these people and because um, you got to get these conversations. So I love how the dialer will call three people at once, right? And it's just calling and you're sitting there, you know, you got your headset on, you're looking at your computer and it's just dialing all these numbers because you can take, you could also take a database of numbers and put it up into the dialer too. You know what I'm saying? So you can export any numbers you want. I mean, it's really fun when you're doing SOI calls because you never know who's going to pick up. You're like, hey, John. Yeah. Like better for expires and FISBOs for sure. Um, Cause you know, you're calling a FISBO and an expired. You don't need to know their name. You're not supposed to know them personally. Um, and it'll call three numbers at once until someone picks up. And once someone picks up, it automatically stops dialing the other two calls. Right. And then you're talking. So you're not spending all this time dialing one at a time, pressing your cell phone, looking up numbers. It can take you forever. Whereas you're pretty much plugged in and it's zing, 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 talk. And that's so important when you're using scripts and dialogues that you get in a rhythm and you stay in a rhythm where you're just logged in. You get better and better. I mean, anytime you've ever, if anybody's ever called their SOI or anyone, the first few calls are awful. <laughs> They're just awful because you're not warmed up yet, right? But then when you, or even in public speaking, but once you get going, things get good. But if you stop and slow down because you're dialing or looking for numbers all the time, you get out of practice and you start over and you stumble. So you want to get up in the zone and stay in the zone. And that multi-line dialer keeps you in the zone. It just keeps calling and you just keep talking. So you actually triple, quadruple, or get five times the amount of contacts. You get five times the amount of contacts, you're going to set five times the amount of appointments. Okay? You get five times the amount of appointments, you're going to get five times the amount of listings. So using something like that, I think it ends up costing you like a hundred bucks a month or something, you know, like it's, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's like what, 1200 bucks a year or something like that. I mean, you get one listing, it more than covers that. And you will get a lot of, you know, our clients get a lot of listings, yeah. you know? Um, so it's really, I mean, I've got one client. I, I love talking about this guy. I'm not going to give his name, but he's in West LA and he prospects for FISBOs. And this guy's average list price on FISBOs, get this, get this, 3.4 million. <laughs> I got another one in the Miami Fort Lauderdale uh, and, he, and he lists FISBOs same way. 2.2, something like that is his average on wow. FISBOs. Isn't that crazy? Like people always want to know, how do I break in those markets? Freaking FISBOs, you know, prospecting <laughs> for FISBOs. It's just amazing with going with what works, works, you know? Yeah. Um, so these are guys that, that um, one of them coaches with me is coaching me forever. The, the other one, coaches with one of my coaches uh, for a long time now. And um, it's just amazing how much business they can do um, and break into any market. That's the other thing with FISBOs. You can target any price point you want. I mean, you know the value of the house because it's listed for sale by a FISBO. You know if you know where it is. You, I mean, if you want that market, you want that price point, you want that side of town, you want that neighborhood, go get it. You know, it's right there. You can totally pick it. Um, and you can avoid the ones you don't want which is great too. That's so awesome. that's one tool that I really like as far as, you know, the email, 
you know, if you don't have a CRM of some point, you know, MailChimp's always good, you know, because you're not going to get MailChimp's bad if you have too many email addresses you're sending to and stuff, but you're not going to have that many FISBOs so that you really have to worry about that. Um, so that's kind of a safe one. But I mean, there's tons of CRMs as well out there that, that you know, are going to do everything. You really just need a follow-up campaign um, to do, you know, maybe a mailer or two. You could do a drop by on a porch. These are just reminders in your CRM to send out the emails. I would definitely set them on a listing e-alert search. That's an important one too. A lot of you know that um, auto prospecting tool that um, you set buyers up on, right? So this is one I forgot. This is a big part of the follow-up campaign. So yeah, this absolutely. you would do it in your MLS, or if you have a certain CRM that enables you to do it through your CRM, you could do it that way too, but it's six to one, half dozen to the other. These are often called, you know, listing emails, uh, status emails, auto prospecting emails, whatever you call them in your area. It's when you have a buyer and the buyer says, I'm looking for a house. You say, great, I'll set you up in our MLS. I'll type in that criteria. Anytime a home comes up for sale that meets that criteria, you'll get an email directly from the MLS, right? Usually used for buyers. It's been around for freaking ever, 15, 16 years old technology. But farmers and quite just about anybody really knows it's better to use for sellers, right? So now what I do is I take that seller who lives in Nottingham Estates, right? Um, I think that's the exact address or na neighborhood I used on the last. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, I think you said that on, the, on, on our last. Uh, it might have been Sherwood Forest. It was one of those like Robin Hood. Any, anyway, so Nottingham Estates, we're going to go with this time. So not, <laughs> I'm in this Robin Hood theme. Um, Nottingham Estates, let's say that's where your FISBO seller lives and, he, and, he's, and, you're, and you're kind of trying to add value to him until he fails. So I might go in the MLS and set up a, a, a listing e-alert search area with the parameters of the neighborhood of Nottingham Estates. Anytime a home goes up for sale, goes pending, or sells or goes sold, he gets an email from me. So he automatically, and he's going to get it immediately. It's not going to happen once a week like or once a month. It's going to happen the minute it happens. So he hears it first from me, right? And that's another way to touch on him too. And that just shows that value. It's one more thing you're doing, and one more, and, it's, and you don't have to do anything. That's free. It just happens for you, you know that type of thing. Um, and he's very, very appreciative because he gets lots of information when he sees those. I mean, he can look at like a hundred different photos of his competition that way. He can look through all the, you know, compare all the features of his house to their house, the price to his house there, the size to his house, their house, all that kind of stuff. Adds a lot of value. And again, it helps you. And, and, and with that, you just keep that set forever. I mean, that literally you could follow up that way for, you know, an entire year. You know, he might quit, go off the market, be frustrated, lick his wounds for a while. He's still getting those from you. So next year rolls around. Don't be surprised if he calls you and says, hey, man, I appreciate all you did for me back then. I'm still getting your emails. I want to list with you. And that one, that's available to everybody. That's just on the MLS. So it's not. A, yeah, it's free. Idea. Everyone gets to use that. So if you're not using that, that's like that's that's a great Great tip. Yeah. People always say like, why do I pay MLS dues? They gripe about that, you know, and there's political reasons, you know, political action fund, stuff like that. Uh, I usually stay out of that stuff, but I will tell you that tool, that's the most valuable thing. Yeah. That's that great. is, that tool is great. I mean, it's great. I mean, I, I love that they get it. Um, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So we have a, a couple, a couple of questions. So this one's come up quite a bit. And so I'm just going to take it from Rebecca she asked, she said, how do we overcome them not needing our service right now? So I think a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, we have our typical FISBO scripts. Maybe they already have a script right. or they know what they're doing. But but now we're talking at this extra low inventory. Is there anything you're doing different or what, what do you do right now? 
Yeah. Okay. I, I like that. It's a great one, Rebecca. No, thank you. Um, let me, I'm, I'm going to do a little show and tell on this one for a minute. Okay. Um, because I think it's a little bit easy and I would show and tell too. Like if you happen to have, the, I'll give you this graphic too. If anybody wants this graphic, I can give you guys this graphic and, and you can give this to your people as well. Okay. Um, and these are all, you know, these, they have sources for these stats underneath each graphic I'm going to show you. Um, and it's kind of a, uh, because I always like to show. I don't. I don't like to quote stats and things unless I show. Because people are visual learners. They need to see statistics, right? Um, so they can hear things. Like, ah, he's just full of it. But if you show them, it gives so much more credibility to it. Um, even if you don't put a source behind it, that visual mapping matters. So I like to show, which means we don't do this over the phone. We do this in the appointment, like we said earlier, right? But this is why sellers don't fizzbell. Okay why smart sellers don't fizzbell, right? Don't be a moron. This is why sellers don't fizzbell, right? I like that. Title. So these are stats and, and be, you know, way down low. This is from the NAR, National Association of Realtors. So they are a little bit biased, but again, I just put NAR down here. And what ends up happening is um, this actually shows how did people sell their home? And then across the top, how did people buy their home? Okay. And we can see that this year, 90% 90% of home sellers chose to use an agent. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch Brian's training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or find us on social media. And remember, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available.